All right, let's go over the facts of the case again. Albion has ended up with a gun that is essentially an aspect of Odin's spear, Gugnir. There is some sort of tunnel in the pilings that uh, goes out to the waterfront. You see a Nixie, familiar to you, standing on your doorstep. She does not look like she is in good shape right now. You get a phone call. Hello? There's a unique void of sound there. You turn your head over your shoulder to look at Ditko. He's not there. The detective sergeant here. Hi, nice to meet you. I've been you, Albion. Is this? This This is the guy. You basically used up your tricks, and he's aware of what those tricks look like, and... I'm going to let him pull me through. The motion uh, of them between one frame to the next is impossibly fast. Albion, did, did you see that? Was that was that Marcus? Another tear in the fabric of reality opens up in such a way that it grabs you through it. You hear a little voice that says, Goodbye! And it closes. the next morning and everybody of course has slept in Dez's place and you were awoken this morning by some text buzzes from Agent Pyburn informing you that it has been taken care of and he refuses to elaborate further and just says don't worry about it I'm just gonna Alvin's just gonna reply with a thumbs up emoji and that is literally it okay uh, and I assume that you would be going down because you smell some oh, delicious one last breakfast emoji. happening. One last oh. emoji. A little smiley face with vampire teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do not get a response from that. Um, <laughs> and it feels, it feels deliberate. The silence of the non-text is deafening. But the smell of the breakfast downstairs is enticing. Well, I'm going to head downstairs then, obviously, and pop myself an AL-81 from the fridge. That is perfect breakfast uh, stuff. Uh, what what are we Albion cooking today, Miss Desdemona Brown? Breakfast sandwiches. Ah. I, I like that Sylvester made omelets. What was that that you made, Des? Bre- breakfast sandwiches. I like... But it can be... I like both. I think both, actually, is kind of great. Both? Yeah. Y'all have had a bunch of, you've had some busy times. You might as well, like, you know, pig out on some good stuff. Both is good. Yeah, both is good. Both, both, both is good. Both is good. Both is good. Yeah. I assume this is just y'all having yourself a a decent time of just enjoying some delicious food. I imagine 
How, like, I imagine that uh, Dr. Cooper Smith has done some nice doctoring up of those eggs, pun intended. <laughs> I, I, I personally would imagine it's like a, like, some of the omelets are like pulled pork omelets and some of them are like steak bomb omelets. Like, he's got oh. two stations going. Yes. Oh, man. That all sounds amazing. Oh, I want that. <laughs> You are enjoying the heck out of this very good sounding stuff when there is a polite knock at the door. It's coming. And she's going to open up the inside door to see who's on the other side of the screen door. It's Ro. What the? Me? Yes. You. Okay. You. I come in the house. You are currently sitting at the table. You are also currently standing at the door. I'm gonna fuck oh, that motherfucker D- up. Des is probably gonna look in the <laughs> kitchen quickly to make sure that Ro is there, and then look at the person on the other side of the door and just yell, SHIT! <laughs> <laughs> she says, Des? Is something wrong? Um, do, do you mind uh, waiting outside for just a moment? Don't Don't come in. St- uh, stay um, stay over there. Okay. And she's going to shut the door. And she's going to go up to Ro. Um, what is your mother's full name? My mother's full name? Yeah. Javanshi. As you attempt to say those words, your mouth is just moving silently. And the, the quiet sound of, of air passing across your uh, vocal cords is all that comes out. Albion is standing um, up and pulling out Gugnir. Does he know? Okay. And just walking to the door. Oh. <laughs> Wrong one, Albion. What? Uh. Say something. Uh, I say something. You say something and your voice is nothing. It is it is stolen from you as you hear on the other side of the door. Uh, are we? Is is everyone good? Albion pulls. He's gonna just uh, also be slipping on a um set of cold iron. He's slipping on a set of cold iron knuckles right now, like brass knuckles, but <laughs> made of iron. Des, watch the food. Says Sly as he puts on the boots real quick. Just um, cl- cleaning up. The place is a mess. And Albin just opens the front door and swings. Okay. I am going to have you make a couple of rolls in quick succession. Your primary is going to be that you are swinging, and your follow-up secondary is going to be that you are going to be making an alertness roll. Um, So go ahead and take a swing. All right. That is a fists of five. I actually added plus one to fists with uh, the milestone we got. Yay. Wait, we got one? Hey. Uh, last yeah. Time. Yeah, last time. Oh. Wait, really? Oh, wait, no, that's actually... Oh, I'm sorry. We haven't done that yet. So- uh, you do have... Yes, you got a significant milestone before the start of this particular session. Oh, okay. So... You manage to barely go atop the dodge against the incoming fist strike, 
because, I mean, how were they supposed to be exactly prepared for that? And uh, it definitely looks like it hurts the amount you would expect from somebody getting punched with uh, brass knuckles. I mean, iron knuckles, I guess. And uh, you now make me an alertness roll, and your base target is going to be three. Thank God my alertness is a three, because that is just a flush. Uh, that is... Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's just a flat three. Okay. The thing that you notice is that as row in front of you is sort of spinning to the ground from uh, a a punch she protests uh and and says alf and you were shoot first ask questions later but jesus fuck albion and you happen to catch the fact that roe while this is happening is trying to talk but her mouth is moving and there's still no sound coming out, but Ro's voice is very clearly coming out of the person in front of you. Yep, I'm aware. Obi's just gonna stare, just... Gugnir just leveled. Give it back. Give... Give what back? I... I don't... What? The voice. Come take it from me. You know, there's... Not here. <laughs> I think you know where. Suddenly, whew, she is sinking through the front porch because, oops, that's a way into the never-never. And whoop, the figure in front of you, who still very much looks to be Roe, is just sort of dropping through this uh, portal into the never-never. How are you reacting to that? Um, honestly, I'm not going to fire a gunshot at this time of morning in a suburban neighborhood. Yeah. But, uh, I know Sylvester's getting his boots on. Does Sylvester maybe want to do a dive kick into its head or something as it tries to leave? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Try to kick it out of the hole it's trying to fall into? I am going to, <laughs> I am going, oh, oh, I am going to punt this bitch like a, like a football, but I ain't Charlie Brown. <laughs> 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 so I got to roll. I okay. Uh yeah, give me give me that roll. Eh, all right. Uh, ooh. Uh, uh. That's some good sounds you're making. Uh, I think you rolled real well, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Hey, guess what? Pure mortals have a lot of those fate points. No, that's not gonna help. So I rolled an eight. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I rolled an eight. Oh, Darius. Uh, Darius. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> well. Uh. Ah, uh, fuck. Incredibly, <laughs> the defense meets, which means you will <gasps> not be doing damage unless you actually spend fate points. Uh, no, you'll... good. Okay. <laughs> Well, you go dive kicking, I guess, out, and uh, you somehow don't connect properly uh, with the 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 Fey that is escaping. 
and uh, you you just hear from the other side of this way before it shuts. One last little spiteful stab at you, Albion. The game is over. The game between us is over, and one of us has to die. Well, I hope y'all have a plan, because this thing's going to see every planet I have coming. You know what, Tom? What? I would actually like to compel an aspect of yours that is not your trouble. Oh? Lone Wolf... Or Pack Hunter. I'm versatile. Oh. You know that any plan that you can think of involves your friends because you clearly need that kind of firepower. What's the one thing that it won't see coming? Hmm. Uh. I would like to spend a fate point to resist that because. That thought is going to cross Albion's mind. That thought is going to be like, I'm going to go after this thing alone. It won't see that coming. It thinks I'm going to have to have backup. And then he just, and he starts getting ready. Like he walks out to his car, pops up from the trunk, and then he just stops and looks back at the house. And he's like, no, I've been doing things on my own for until like the past year. And that's how this thing knows me. The only time it ever saw me come at it with my friends was once. And it it doesn't know how they think and how they act. It knows how I think and it knows how I lead. But I don't think me going at it alone is going to be the best plan. Okay. You can give me a fate point for resisting that compel. Go right ahead. I will say, I would like to spend a fate point, actually, to tag my aspect. I have a trunk full of bullshit. There's something in there that's got a stick. There is a revolver called the Taurus Judge that can chamber a shotgun shell. Whoa! (laughs) And Albion has shotgun shells that are filled with iron buckshot. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty wild. (laughs) But makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to thank Darius for that suggestion, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I will accept your fate point to say that you you have that uh, in your trunk, your magic trunk. Albion's going to pull out that and uh, he's going to um, put it under his coat. Uh, after chambering six uh, shells, and he's going to walk inside. Five. Five shells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ro? Ro, have you tried to say anything lately? Um, not yet, but now I will. Um, so, uh, that was fucked. Your voice is uh, restored, so you you can actually talk again. Oh, man, I was hoping Rose's voice was going to be gone for the whole thing. And we were just going to have to... Oh, not for the whole thing, at least for a little bit, so that we could have Ro using a phone with speech-to-text. No, text-to-speech, rather, just be like... <laughs> and having to edit in those, holy shit, guys, this is so lame, what the hell? <laughs> no, it's not. 
It's a speaking spell that's in Dez's basement. The row <laughs> says, this is fucked up. <laughs> but continue. Wrong. Try again. <laughs> you are correct. This is ducked up. Uh, Wait, misspelled. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sly is going to say to Ro, uh, how you doing there, uh, champ? Um, I can honestly say that is nothing I've ever experienced before. Uh, I'm okay. Alright, well, that's good. Where's, uh, what's-her-face? The fish bitch. She missed- Rowan? Yeah, she missed all the excitement. <laughs> we didn't invite her for birth. I think she was still sleeping in her watery berth. I'm sure she heard it. Yeah, Alright. <laughs> You hear from upstairs, uh, someone calling from the bathroom. What the hell was all of that? Uh, I guess I'll go see to her. Yeah, and can you, uh, thank her for all the help with the front door? Because, uh, that could have ended badly. Um, I mean, soaking in a tub for 16 hours a day is hard work. Uh, let me just bring her some breakfast. I'll be right back. All right. So, uh, Des will go upstairs to give Rowan some breakfast and update her on the almost breach in the house. Okay. She is obviously grateful for the breakfast, uh, and while you are, uh, talking through things with her, what's our downstairs scene look like? Uh... Albion is sitting back down and eating his breakfast. Um, Albion? Yeah? What's... What's the plan? I don't have one. Because if I did, it would probably be able to predict it. it no, if I did, it would probably see it coming. If I did, I would probably try to execute it and end up dead. So... I don't think I should be the one with the plan. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, what did it mean by the game? It means the game it's been playing where it's been fucking with me. The whole cat and mouse bullshit. It just wants the game done. And honestly, same. Hmm. Huh. Uh, you hear some commotion upstairs. Uh, Des, mm -hmm. Rowan is uh, quite put out and has basically charged out of the bathroom, snagging a bathrobe on the way. And she is just, she is pushing past you and charging down the stairs and in between bites of a breakfast sandwich she she just is coming down just like oh I'll be in <laughs> I'll be in yes Rowan uh, you had yet another chance to uh, with with this thing and it is gone is that what I have been told am, am I gonna shoot at it in the middle of suburbia in the middle of the morning and have cops swarming all over Desdemona's house. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, Rowan. Especially after what just happened recently. Ugh. 
all this so practical, you humans. Uh, but I will say... Mm, and what would your excuse delicious. for the cops meeting you be, Rowan? Oh, I would be in the never-never. I would absolutely leave. Mm, I'll take this with me. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see you're enjoying yourself. I'm not. Des will join the room because she has been following the line of wet that's been all over her <laughs> floors with a towel, so she's only coming into the room now. <laughs> like, she looks a little cranky because there's water everywhere now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what, what I made to understand is that you had something appear on your porch that looked just like your friend Ro. This one, over here, and Ro could not speak. And it says the game is over, yes? Yep. Wait, you heard that part? I was just talking to Desdemona. That is why I am down here, because we had a conversation. It's true, I told her. Ah, that's how those work. I am not in the mood for this. <laughs> you never are, but whatever, go on. Well, what are you going to do? She looks pointedly at you, Albion. We're gonna deal with it, but like I said, I don't feel like I should be the one with the plan. I, I am not certain that you understand the gravitas of the threats that it has made. I do, and we're gonna deal with it. I just... I can't be the one taking point on it, or it's gonna... It's gonna have an it's advantage. It's game was hurting your friends, Albion. It hasn't worked. It hasn't drawn you out to it. It's going to move to the next thing that will. Yeah, and that's why we're moving out. Today. Fell, what are you going to do? I don't have a fucking plan, Ro! <sighs> she looks genuinely, like, cowed and... Just sort of curls in a little bit. Uh, her posture is just tightened right up. I've I, explained repeatedly. First of all, Rowan. That's Row. You're Rowan. Second of all, I've explained Hi. repeatedly that if I have a plan, it's going to see me coming. So the team is going to work together. We're going to come up with something different in the next, let's call it an hour. And then we're going to go. And confront the some bitch. Sorry for shouting. Well, uh, tosses my shit out the fucking window. What is your shit? My shit was to. Well, I was thinking. Um, that fucker's usually by the water, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it says it wants me to meet him, and it says I know where. So I suspect we're going back down to the fucking pilings again. Yeah. Uh. So, my plan was basically just to kind of, I, I don't know, leave a fuck ton of iron all around the place so we'd have plenty of things to beat the shit out of it with. You know, like, bars out in the windows, uh, plates on the floor, you know, like landmines kind of, but more like hot lava, except, you know, it's cold iron instead of hot lava. But if we only have an so hour... your plan was the floor is lava. Yes. The floor is lava, there's bars on the walls, and there's plenty of hidden weapons all around the fucking place, so you have plenty of places to beat a motherfucker with. Also a rail slide, I was gonna... 
I was uh, emailing Natalie. She was showing me how to make a a rail slide for your coat, so you could have one of them shotgun derringers up your sleeve and shit. Huh. Well, I mean, I appreciate the thought. Uh, I just don't know if we can spare much time if it's gonna start hurting people or you know, killing people. Yeah. Well, I guess not. I mean, Albion, it seems like it's not interested in other people anymore. Yeah. Because it... I don't know. Has it... Why hasn't it gone after any of us? When we've been out or whatever? I don't know. But I suspect if it wants to send a message, it's going to start going after folk like Chris. Or folk like Cagney. And I ain't letting that happen. I don't... Isn't it really only just... I don't think so. Yeah, it's only gone after, like, what? One of the wolves, and then it disguised itself as a cop to get to you? It didn't fuck with any of the other cops. Even when it was, like, fucking with Ditko, it didn't it... really do anything. It was mostly just to get to... It killed if someone. It... We saw, we saw if... that person's okay. body in the morgue. Yeah, but who is that yes, fucker? If, if it... If it wanted to kill someone, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's obviously shown no hesitation in the past. It's just, it wants you. Rowan, what's your take on that? I, I think, I, I, I think you should listen to your friends. They are not the ones being hunted, so perhaps they have insight that is beneficial <sighs> all right i'm gonna take my hand off the steering wheel ro sylvester des what's our move hey uh mike yeah who was that guy that got his head mortal combated uh that fellow was a businessman associated with this abednego group you don't know much more other than the person's name, which is Anthony Schrager. It looks like he was just trying to muscle in on some local business uh, from, you know, for what it, it was just like sort of general capitalism. Yeah, he just seemed like a convenient target, perhaps. We don't you don't really know. Yeah, the guy that got Mortal combated was probably like competition or some shit. I mean, you have reason to suspect that he may have some association with your necromancer. Right. How strong that association is or was, you really don't know because you haven't had a chance to really do too much looking into whatever that group of people is. Mm. <sighs> so that was my plan since it's so busy looking for you. If you, I don't know keep your head down for a few days. If you can do that for me, that would be sweet. And I can set up a bunch of bullshit in the meantime. Of course, I'll have to have somebody go with me. Uh, bro, you're not good at holding iron, right? I... not really. I could try. <laughs> uh, can you do it with gloves? Or no, not even with gloves. Uh, no, I think gloves. I, yeah, like, I, I've had like sleeves, and that's worked. I uh, I just don't want to die. Okay. Um. Albion. Yep. You have an incoming text message that buzzes. 
Okay. We gotta check. It is from the number that called you that you traced back to that dead guy. <sighs> oh god, what the fuck now? And it says I will kill her. Dot 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 Oh fuck. It's got bear how. Ah. Uh... There's a follow-up text. It reads Come alone. It wants me to come alone. Or it's gonna uh, kill Bear. Uh, <laughs> um. Ugh. I got a question for you, Rowan. Yes? How good are you at opening ways? I'm... I have... some talent. Don't you have a wizard friend who has... Maybe more access to... Look, I can. I can. You know that I can. I do know that. But... But... If you... I don't know. If you enlist the help of your friend, your warden friend, perhaps you could... get there. I don't know, Albion. I cannot... I can get you there alone if you want. No, it ain't that. I'm gonna drive there alone. Y'all are gonna take away and come in as an ambush. Ooh. Well, I mean, <laughs> this does sound much more amenable, I suppose. I just need to know if you can get down into, uh, into the morgue. Did, the, I, I do not know this place. Huh. Can I just pull up an address? I mean, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, you can. You can pull up the address to Bearhouse Crematorium. Yeah. Anyway, here's the map quest directions. This does not help me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Besides, I thought you said it would be the pilings. All right, the pilings it is. I'm gonna go and uh invoke Odin real quick. And y'all can talk about a plan that I don't know about mm -hmm. to back me up. Rowan, I want you in on that. Okay. Because, and I mean this very genuinely, and I'm surprised at myself for saying it, you're my friend and you're my best shot. A surprising mix of emotions cross her face and she just says you had better go uh, we will see you soon alright we somehow we will meet you at this pilings alright Alvin's gonna start heading over okay oh after he does a quick invocation to Odin Sly has a big shit eating grin on his face when Albion called Rowan uh, his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Albion. Yep. You've been to this place more times than you probably would like at this point. Yeah, that's very accurate. It is broad daylight. What is your approach to getting into this particular place without being spotted and having the cops called on you? Um... I'm gonna park a block away 
and I'm going to try and go around down via the rocks, I guess. Oh, I see. I see the way you're attempting to get in. Interesting. Okay. I will tell you that uh, when you do go around that way, uh, you find that there is a little bit of a a little bit of a, a lip, uh, a little bit of a, a ledge, I guess, on either side of the inlet channel. Um, it's going to be difficult to actually get in that way because you are kind of leaned back as you go. Mm-hmm. Make me a uh, an athletics roll. Your target is going to be a two to continue at normal, uh, like, good speed in there. All right. That is a three. Okay. Uh, you are able to make your way in there, and you are finding your way inside, uh, and it is getting darker as you go. Uh, obviously, there is still light reflecting in off of the water, but uh, uh, as you're moving in, your eyes are starting to try to adjust to um, the darker interior down there. And as you finally make your way in... I would like to say real quick, as I'm going in, Michael... Yes? I am screwing a suppressor onto the end of the revolver and then hiding it under my coat. Okay. big ass. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's a big ass suppressor you're gonna have to put on there. Oh yeah, I didn't even know you could put suppressors on revolvers. Well, I you know I what? mean we're across the street from the cops, so I'm going to say that that might require another fate point for trunk full of bullshit. I will happily <laughs> spend one. Okay, you may now have some sort of uh, suppressor for this particular firearm. All right. I'm a New Yorker. I know my guns. (laughs) So you find your way down into uh, this particular location, and um, you see standing in the middle of this location, you, you see you staring back at you. There is a long pause where it just says nothing and I'm going to have you roll an alertness roll um your target is going to be a three alrighty that is an alertness plus one of four okay you know that this is definitely some kind of magical effect obviously uh that is it, it can't be you because you're there so, yes, you, you are able to tell that this is definitely a magical effect and not like a trick of mirrors or some such, uh, especially in the way that it is sort of standing there as you are moving. I'm going to try to talk. Just howdy. Does my voice work? Your voice does currently work. All right. So I'm just going to stand there. So we going to do this or you going to just... Keep having that thing there. It just kind of grins at you broadly. And then things, uh, and then you hear a sound that doesn't come from there. It does not come from this simulacrum of you because, first of all, the lips aren't moving. And second, 
it's just something about the acoustics of where this voice is coming from just don't seem to match. Yeah, and I know that's you, not it. It's and somewhere else. You, yeah, you hear it say, Oh, bravo. Bravo. You've, you clever man, putting bait out for me like you did. But now, I've heard you... I don't know why you've chosen to destroy your own ruse, but nonetheless, make an alertness roll immediately. Target is five. Um, alertness roll, okay. That is only a three. I have four fate points left. Uh, I'm going to tag Odin Bless Stalker of Shadows. Uh, I'm in my element right now. I'm hunting. And I'm going to say that's going to push me up to the five. Okay. Well, uh, this is, I think, an appropriate use of that because in the shadow, you are able to see something moving. And it is something that moves with just inhuman nastiness to it. Um, it's it's pretty evidently something that does not have the regular limb configuration that you would expect from a humanoid. And it is moving toward you uh, very rapidly along the ceiling. It does not get a surprise round of combat against you, but it is currently flinging itself down at you. So... In initiative, it is going to go first. And the first thing that happens is it does leap down at you and attempt to engage you in a grapple. And since you are aware, it's not going to have the chance to just like immediately snap your neck or something. So give me an athletics roll. Come on, baby. All right, that's going to be a five. Okay. This is uh, simply to put the grapple in place, uh, is what it is doing right now. Uh, it has rolled an eight. So it will, if it succeeds on this, it will be grappled with you. All right. I am not going to, I'm not going to spend my fate points to do that, to beat it. No. Okay. No, God, goodness, no. All right. It has successfully engaged you in a grapple and it is now your turn to act in initiative as it just sort of this this thing that is shaped wrong has this sort of metallic sheen and just sort of like a smile carved into its features by sort of pushing uh, a part of its face in in a grim mockery of a human feature and it's it's just sort of laughing and you now have a chance to act alrighty so I have Gugnir um would I be able to get an arm free to pull out a gun and shoot it I, I'm gonna say that to do that you're going to have to make um, an athletics roll to get that to happen, and you are rolling at a minus one because you are engaged in this grapple. I'm going to set your target at a four. Okay. Because it's going to be hard to to get yourself to shimmy that way and be able to do something with it. Uh, if you fail this roll, you'll be able to get it, but you won't be able to do anything with it this round unless you fail it by a lot. Um, I did fail. I only got a three. Okay. 
So you are able to get your hands on the weapon, mm -hmm. but you are struggling so hard against this, uh, against this guy that you're not able to act effectively with it. I am going to say something. I'm just going to say, where is she? You say, where is she? And it looks at you. The grin on its face changes from this cruel, jagged, fake smile to something that approximates confusion. And then you are slightly deafened and slightly blinded. Flash bomb! We're going to flash back a moment. Des, you, in talking with Warden Joseph Beaumont, remembered that he had let you borrow a stun bomb, a magical stun bomb that functions pretty much like a flashbang. Yes, he did. Yeah, so he's like, okay, you still have that. I think you're going to know exactly when the right time to use that is. And the rest of us, we're going to go right then and we're going to make sure that this thing does not get, it does not harm Albion when you do this. We'll get him off of Albion, and then we'll have a, an actual fight on our hands. Yes, I like that. Okay? Okay. Yeah. If you could see the smile on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> In the present moment, you can't quite make out uh, the noise of this, but you can see the effect of this sort of odd purplish, uh, silverish, flash of color that slams into the body snatcher and causes it to be sent tumbling off of you. It is some sort of magical force effect that you can barely perceive as you are half blinded in the moment, but you know one person who throws effects like that, and that person is Warden Joseph Beaumont. It's pretty clear to you that the cavalry's here. And we're going to enter initiative. Well, boy, howdy, isn't that an exciting place for a commercial break? Hi, this is Michael your game master, your best friend, and you're going to be quick with this uh, episode break, boy, because, you know, I don't want to take you away from the action for too long. We're leaving our heroes in a bit of a tough spot here, and seems like they've got a lot to chew on from these past episodes, which is how I'm going to segue into talking about something that is tough and good to chew on because it tastes good, and that's Beef jerky. Yes, that dried meat good time that everybody likes if they like meat, of course. And you can get yourself some of that delicious dried meat over at Jerky Gent, the premium craft beef jerky subscription box for anyone looking to discover the world's best craft jerky brands. 
Jerky Gent delivers four amazing jerky products curated to your spice and flavor preferences every month. So you know what you like, they'll know what you like, everybody will be happy, your mouth will thank you as you're chewing on that good, tasty, tough meat. When you go to bit.ly slash jerkygentppn. Again, that is bit.ly slash jerkygentppn. Thanks to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show as always, as well as other wonderful shows like Them's the Facts, No Dice, and Pokemakers, the newest podcast on the network that also just released an episode with Tom from our show as a guest. They've had me, Gwen, and Tom as guests on their show. So if you like our show, well, you've got three good episodes of their show to get hooked on. Thanks to my friend Jay for playing bass on the piece that you just heard going into the episode break. He is a champ. He is also one of the members of uh, my internet band, Alone on a Friday Night. Uh, We are working on a cover of Lament of Orpheus from Hades. We're going to have a video of that up soon on the Alone on a Friday Night YouTube channel. Hooray! Uh, You can check out Jay and other work he does at his Twitter. This is JC underscore. And at Twitch, where he is actually a record-holding speedrunner. This is JC at Twitch. Sometimes he plays bass. Sometimes he plays Ninja Turtles. A lot of the time he plays Mega Man. It's good times. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GMMCast. Tweet at us. Tweet about the show. Tweet about who you think is going to be the secret surprise guest appearance at the end of this episode. I'll never tell. But if you want to talk about it, you can tweet about us with the hashtag GMMCast. We'll make you an NPC name on the show if you do. We've done that many times already, including for Rowan on this episode. And the many episodes prior in which Rowan has shown up, of course. If you want more direct access to us nerds, you can join our Discord server. We do weekly Jackbox streams. We talk about all kinds of fun stuff, comic books, sports ball, the newest seasons of whatever Star Wars show are out. Just, you know, fun times like that. Links to all of that is in our episode description. And now, since I promised I wouldn't keep you for too long, it's back to the episode. Back to the action, baby! Hey, Alex, you love Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Want to listen to a new Harry Potter podcast? No. Oh. But Sorted is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Cool. What does that mean? It means we're going to sort things. Ash Ketchum's a Slytherin. Shrek's a Gryffindor. Your dog is a Hufflepuff. And all Ravenclaws are robots. Come check out Sorted, not a Harry Potter podcast. On the Pocket Podcast Network. At the top of initiative is the Body Snatcher, who is reeling from having been flashbanged magically and having just been the subject of a force spell to remove it from its uh, entanglement with Albion. And uh, it sort of flails wildly, uh, trying not to land in the the channel of water. Uh, it does not want to be there. It is sort of instinctively scrambling uh, to try to get itself into 
some like behind something so that it can have a little bit of cover from the rest of you uh, while it regains its senses. You don't know uh, how much the flash part necessarily affected its eyesight because it doesn't appear to have eyes right now. You don't know. Uh, it's it's a tough thing to say. So next uh, we have Warden Beaumont and Warden Beaumont is going to spend his turn doing uh, two things. Uh, the first thing he's going to do is he is going to throw a bit of light into the room. Basically, he generates a, uh, a little orb of light that affixes to the ceiling somewhere, generating a strong amount of ambient light so that everyone can actually see down here more effectively. Uh, Albion, you can tell that this is happening, uh, but it's, you know, it's still kind of like, ah, your eyesight's still coming back. So you know that the, the rest of the room is actually staying brighter now, which is weird. Um, and then uh, the next thing that he does is he yells, Fendra, over there! And his turn now passes to Rowan. Fendra Lilu's here? <laughs> the rest of you see a way being opened and a voice that just yells hello and out from this portal you see an enraged Nixie spring and just leap for this monster and they engage each other as Rowan is just furiously attacking this thing as she springs past it as it is still uh, sort of recovering from that and clearly not expecting uh, this sort of surprise attack from out of an opened way, Rowan just splashes across where its face and neck would be as she just lets out this inhuman shriek. You can hear it respond uh, as it lets out this sharp cry of pain from whatever Rowan has just done. Uh, Albion. It is now your turn. You still have the, the uh, temporary tag of blinded and the tag of deafened. So you have some ability to negotiate your surroundings, but you are at a massive disadvantage to, um, to do a lot of things. What are you going to do this round? Unless. 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 I open the site. I see. I will warn you that opening the site is going to expose you to um, a pretty strong amount of uh, mental damage that you will uh, possibly be taking because you are attempting to look at directly at some sort of sh like she and also, you know, a Nixie and all sorts of other stuff. So have fun with that. Um, you know, that warning makes sense. And I'm gonna listen to it. Alrighty. I mean, so. I'm all for you doing it. I'm very much for you doing it because I think that that is kind of hilarious and goes with your... I'm actually going to compel you to do that. I like it so much. I'm willing to give you a fate point for you to do it. Odin Bless Stalker of Shadows. Right there, baby. <laughs> Alright, well... Here's the problem, is I'm going to have to spend that fate point immediately to reduce the damage I'm going to take. You can take mental hits. It's not like you're going to necessarily go immediately out from it. You don't know. All right, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Fuck it. 
We got to take that compel. Okay. So you are attempting to make yourself useful in this engagement and you snap open the site. You see the body snatcher and it is it is an amorphous thing as you have sort of come to realize in it shedding its various disguises and you are you sort of looking at it and it basically looks as though you are looking at a literal million people in the same place. I'm going to need you to make that uh, discipline roll now. Uh, your target mm-hmm. is going to be a... I think this is an intensity six. Oh, I actually might be able to make that. I have plus three discipline. I don't make that. <laughs> uh, I, I roll a five. <laughs> okay, so you would, you'll take one mental damage uh, if you don't spend any fate points on that. Not going to spend them. Yeah, okay. So you won't be able to close the site next ra- until next round, at least. But uh, you only take a one stress mental hit, and then make me a lore roll to try to understand what you are looking at, because this is still part of the site. All right, my lore roll is going to be a... I actually rolled a four on that, so I don't think I... My target is still six, so I'm not going to get glean any more knowledge. Yep, uh, okay, so you don't acquire any more useful information on your target. You have made uh, assessments with the site, so I'm going to say that you are able to act uh, supplemental at a minus one if you choose. Cool. And your physical blindness is not currently impacting this. The deafening, sure, but... What everyone else sees is the silver fire that would normally be coursing through his hand when he when it has Gugnir in it, just runs up his arm and erupts out of his eye. And um, he just runs forward and pulls that revolver out. And I'm going to use righteousness. I'm going to spend that faith what I just got to add my conviction to this attack. I love that. I am pressing my revolver directly down into this thing, preferably where, where a head might be. And I am pulling the trigger and unleashing a splast of iron buckshot into it. Okay. That is three pluses, so that is a guns of four, conviction four, that's at 11. Wow. Uh, I mean, it rolled well with a high base stat and a good roll. It still has some disadvantages uh, working against it, obviously. So you are able to hit, even when it, with it making a good roll. You actually beat it by four. So you have a difference of four, and then you have, um, uh, what is that weapon considered? Was that a weapon three? I believe so. Okay, so that would be seven stress bypassing the catch because it is iron. You are able to press this up against this thing that has hounded you, and as as it feels the gun pressed up against it, it shifts in a way... Uh, and it just, the this buckshot just splatters through this thing, spraying ectoplasm on the wall behind you and the ground uh, beneath you. And it makes one of the worst sounds that you have ever heard. And this combined with you seeing in the sight uh, something basically being shot partially out of reality. 
It's uh, highly unpleasant, uh, but you are probably too angry to care. But it takes a lot of damage. I just say to it after the gunshot, I told you I was going to find new ways to hurt you. Uh, you have applied a mild consequence to this thing. And that mild consequence is missing some mass. It is a physical consequence. Next up, we have Ro. Uh-huh. I would like to flashback to last night. Yes, please. Last night, you, Des, and Sylvester, and Rowan were all waiting patiently for Albion to finally actually get to sleep. And when he does, you make your way out of Des's house. You know what you must do, and you know what preparations you need to make. Mm-hmm. So in this current moment, Ro, what object is nearest to this uh, shapeshifter that you can beat the shit out of it with? That would be the really large lead pipe, and Ro is prepared for this with leather gloves. Perfect. Why don't you uh, make me a roll as you dive in there? All right. This is... what is this? That's going to be probably fists or weapons. Alright. Well, I rolled a three, and my fist is a plus one, so four. Okay. You could, if you want, grab that uh, that consequence that you know Albion just put on it, if you want to drop uh, a fate point on that, because it is it is currently defending at a five. Yeah, I'll say I'll say I'll do that. Okay. Give me that fate point. And uh, you are able to sort of use the fact that it's off balance a bit from the fact that it just got point blank buckshot blasted mm-hmm. to uh, kind of come up and, you know, ring its bell, which, it, of course, it is still also uh, recovering from the effects of uh, being flashbanged. So you use mm-hmm. what advantages you have and you go up and you ring that bell and it takes, uh, I'm going to say this is a weapon two. So it takes three damage bypassing its catch. It is clearly displeased with that, uh, though its body mass seems to morph and shift in ways that, you know, hitting somebody upside the head uh, made of regular flesh and bone would not. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that you've heard it. So I have a question about the environment. What is... Albion scene and can he see what I'm doing right now it depends on if Albion is looking at you with the sight which is something that will be determined on his turn okay so if we could just keep that in mind because I have a a description of the the situation I'd like to uh get to but it's not important right the second okay but yeah I do some damage indeed Desdemona Brown yeah you opened up this pit how are you throwing down? <laughs> um, let's just go with an aggresso, I think. Okay. Are you going to try to power up the aggresso, or are you going to throw it rote? Uh, let's do rote for right now. Okay. So roll me a discipline. <laughs> That's a one. Ow. You can throw me fate points, or you can take the difference uh, in backlash or fallout. That would be two fate points, right? Uh, yeah, because the power is on that's a four, right? Yeah. Okay, so you could take three physical stress. 
or let three of the power bleed out into the environment. Could I give you one fate point and take one hit of physical stress? You could. Okay, let's do that then. Okay. Because I'm not filling up my entire physical. Oh, you won't <laughs> fill up the entire track. It just fills the three bubble. Oh, right. That's how that works. Um, You know what? Let's do that then. Okay. Okay. I'll keep on fate points for something more important. <laughs> like dodging the attack that would hit the three bubble. I don't know. So you are going to throw an aggresso at this thing, uh, your standard attack spell, and it looks like it does make contact uh, with the monster. You sort of beat... It's, it's a defense by one. Yeah. It is draining on your spirit in a way that is like just causing you to ache to do this. Uh, but I would say that perhaps the situation is that, you know, this is sort of an extreme duress uh, that you're trying to conjure this power because you know how terrifying this thing is and you're acting with haste. So uh, three physical stress and you are able to do, I believe five stress to this thing because you, you, Beat it by one, and then it's a four attack because you summoned four power. So yes, yep. Uh, Aggresso manages to hit this thing for five magical damage. It looks like it just sends these ripples sort of through it, like the T one thousand getting <laughs> like pelted with a bunch of little darts uh, as these grasping hands uh, from the ether just sort of reach out toward and through it and just sort of do a little hand jive inside of its ectoplasm. <laughs> it clearly did not like that at all. Oh, also, Des, you take one mental stress for the rote spell. Thank you for the reminder, yes. Sylvester. Yeah? We're going to politely remind you that everything that you said to Albion about the preparations that you had no time to make in the next hour... You had plenty of time to prepare last night. <laughs> oh my god. We flash back to working in the darkness with just a little bit of light for, you know, to, to see by, but not so much to necessarily attract attention from anybody that would somehow be looking in through the, the opening uh, into the pilings. You can see Sylvester carrying these metal plates uh, borrowed from God knows where and just seeding the floor with various uh, bits of iron and steel and his vampire student Alfonso is also helping him to place these things as he complains loudly, I better fucking pass your class for this. <laughs> you you told me you told me that I would pass if I helped you with this bullshit, prof. Yeah, I did. I also told you I'd write you the best goddamn letter recommendation I could pull out of my ass. <laughs> well, as a proctologist, I will you know what? No jokes right now. This no is, jokes. Uh, this is yeah, this is hard work, and uh, that is very much contingent on me living through all this bullshit, so thanks. Look, I'll tell you one thing if it makes you feel any better. Yeah, what's that? I will give your email address to my sister. 
Let's get this shit done. We flash back <laughs> to the present moment where the body snatcher is unaware of the fact that it is now precariously close to one of these plates that has been placed upon the floor. And Sylvester, you do know that it's near one of these plates that you kindly placed there. <laughs> what are you doing? Hmm. Is it unarmored? It appears to just be... It's basically looking like the T-1000. Okay. It wears nothing. Okay, it cool. It does not have anything to conceal. Cool. I'm a penalty kick it. <laughs> <laughs> penalty kick it to the ground? Yes. So it lands hard on one of those, those prepared locations? Yes, those quote-unquote landmines. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'm going to have you roll athletics uh, because you're going to need to sprint to make this happen. But, I mean, just roll the athletics. It's a one. Four. Okay, you're there. Make the kick, baby. Yay. You are making the kick with a minus one, but I'm sure that's not going to be a problem for you. That's zero. So fist is five. Its defense is a seven. All right, so I'm going to blow some points. <laughs> I figured you would. But then again, if it's unarmored, my fists are weapon too, right? Weapon value is the bonus damage that you get. It doesn't affect the attack roll. Ah, okay. So, uh, blunt force drama, because obviously. <laughs> this is very dramatic, and you are using blunt force. And nobody yeah. likes wizards, which would now just be more nobody likes magic bullshit. But for now, it's nobody likes wizards. <laughs> I'm going to accept both of those. Uh, I think that works uh, very effectively. So you are going to penalty kick this bad boy in such a way that it sort of winds up on one of these steel plates on the ground. Yeah. And you, you manage to make this work. Yeah. You get over there and... You give that bad boy a strong kick and it shuffles backwards away after taking some damage because you are, of course, wearing your uh, your iron kickers. Yay. So it takes some uh, some serious damage from this and it looks like it is now standing on top of something that it absolutely does not want to be standing on top of and it starts to kind of shriek as it realizes what you have done. This is immediately followed by a white court vampire jumping out of the shadows and attempting to keep it locked in place on top of this. Alfonso <gasps> has... Oh my god! <laughs> you did it! What?! You, ma you did it, you magical <laughs> bastard! You fucking did it! I'm so happy! This is fuck wild! <laughs> Alfonso this is all part of the plan is swinging a sledgehammer at this thing's legs to attempt to trip it onto uh, this very rough landing that will probably hurt it some more so proud and here we go that's a really good roll from Alfonso <sighs> that's not a good roll from it <sighs> it is because it's att he's attempting a maneuver against it so he gets it this thing gets tripped, tripped up by a sledgehammer, and you see its its form just sort of 
it's trying to shift between solid, semi-solid, liquid, but he hits it in a part that's solid enough, grounding it to the ground, and it it loses balance, alarmingly enough. Like, you've never really seen this thing lose balance before, and it is now writhing atop uh, one of the steel plates that you place down, and uh, it looks like it is in some fairly intense agony. As it goes down, you hear uh, you hear Alfonso in mid-swing. This better get me a fucking A! Yeah? As it goes down, uh, the body snatcher looks to the group, and it just sort of turns into Sylvester. It has decided to be Sylvester. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, clearly, you're probably the most physically uh, intimidating and mobile and agile person here, other than, say, Ronan and Alfonso, and it does not care for them either right now. So it's just gonna steal your appearance for the moment. Aw, oh, you bitch. It decides that it is going to spring away from where it is standing, uh, because obviously it does not want to be there. No one is currently grappling it, though it did, it did take some hurt falling onto there, so it's going to spring up toward the ceiling, and attempt to sort of get itself into a position where it's not as easily hit by all of you. And it makes its athletics roll, and you see Dr. Cooper Smith sort of spider-manning across the ceiling, and you also hear, uh, as it is going, you hear uh, the Rowan yelling to Beaumont to uh, take it down basically to get it into, you know, back into melee range. And it is Beaumont's turn, and you see him throw his hand out, make the gestures, and nothing comes out of his mouth. No. <laughs> and the body snatcher looks to Beaumont and says, in Beaumont's own voice, well, isn't that just a shame, as he is now pouncing toward Beaumont. Rowan is attempting to intercept, and she manages to, on her turn, get up there and try to interpose herself, but uh, they're now fairly tightly entangled. Albion, if you are going to swing your gaze toward that action, you are going to be seeing a lot of stuff, including Warden Beaumont, and possibly some of your friends. So, I have been reading Righteousness Rob. The trapping I've been using is, is an effect called Potent Prayer, where I spend a fate point and invoke my high concept and divine and divinely inspired purpose, which in this case is stopping this thing from hurting every, anyone ever again. While in effect, use your conviction to complement any action that directly addresses your purpose. Oh. If you either achieve your purpose, take any compels that would threaten to derail you from your pursuits, or refuse any compels that are meant to keep you true to your purpose, the effect immediately ends. So what you're saying is you didn't fail that discipline roll. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't. <laughs> but if you don't want it to have, it would it would ap apply to my next attempt to close the site. I'm going to allow you to have that because that is the effect. I'm going to say you met because I should have been giving you that and I was unaware and that is on me. So I'm not going to punish you. For, for that. I also didn't know, so it's also my bad. But we're going to move forward with the fact that you have, in fact, the ability to close the site. So I'm going to close it, 
And I am going to move in and uh, slip on my iron knuckles and just... I'm going to try to tackle this thing onto the plate and just start pummeling it. Okay. So currently it has vaulted effectively across the room. So you will have to make an athletics to get to it. Um, And you are still dealing with some issues with seeing like the light in the room is good but your your eyes are still sort of coming back from the uh the flashbang effect and you could attempt to get there it's just that you're gonna have to roll in athletics and it's gonna be somewhat difficult okay i can do that your athletics roll to get there is going to be a three with your challenges all right my conviction applies to any action that directly addresses my purpose. Would this apply, you think? I mean, I, th- I feel like it does. All right. In that case, I rolled a seven. You decide to take a running leap over the water channel, and uh, on the wings of a prayer, somehow you make your way all the way over in one fell swoop. You are now there and can attempt to initiate a grapple or whatever you were about to do with it. I'm just going to try and ground and pound it. Just start punching the shit out of it. Okay. Go right ahead, then. That's a fist's roll. Plus my conviction. Yep. So that is going to be an eight. I'm going to also just tag protective streak a mile long because that is why I'm so mad to make it a ten. You're invoking a fate point before you even know the defense. Uh, that's Yeah, I want to deal more damage. Okay, well, lucky you, because it rolled a nine. So you do get some damage in there. Are you going to freely tag the aspect that you put on it? Yes. Okay, you tag missing some mass to get two more on that attack roll, and you easily clear now, and you can see your fists pass through a portion of its ectoplasmic form and splatter gunk, uh, which sizzles on one of these iron plates on the floor and sort of boils away. And uh, it it screams uh, at the pain of the damage that you've inflicted. And you have done your dang thing row. Mm -hmm. I will remind you this is a winter fay. Yes. And it's across the room from you. So, I am going to attempt something that now that I already know I can do something like it, uh, I'm just going to shoot my shot. So, I'm going to do I'm going to present an image first and then do what I want to do. Um, row is standing, you know, a little bit away from where Albion and this monster are. Um, so she just screams, Hey, asshole! And ideally, both she and Albion are going to look over at her. <laughs> Do they? Okay. So, with Albion looking at Ro, what he sees is the face of Albion Graves wink at him, slowly morph back into Ro, and Ro tries to heat up the room. She puts her hands on the ground and thinks about hot. 
Who doggy? Okay, this is a big one, <laughs> and this is absolutely going to uh, compel you to make a roll uh, uh, against being compelled to make the choice. So, all right. Uh, how much power? Because you are f- trying to affect multiple zones with this maneuver. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say, since this is, yeah, I was gonna say base three for the environmental maneuver. And then two for the multi-zone effect. Are you going to try to make it persistent as well? Yes. Okay. I believe that's going to be six power you have to summon with your conviction. Okay. This is going to be something. All right. Ready? So that's a three plus two. That's a five. I'm going to use... Do I need one fate point or two to do this? You are short by one so you need one fate point. All right. So what I'm going to invoke is my new aspect, because during the significant whatever, um, I changed monsters aren't real idiot, and I changed it to not what I seem. So I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm not exactly what I seem, because I'm a little, 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 little powerful, little fire magic-y little girl. Uh who is trying to do a hot. <laughs> I will accept your fate point for that invoke. It, so, that invocation. Now roll discipline. Oh, boy. Actually, I believe you are allowed to use your deceit to control the power of what you're conjuring based on the nature of you as a fae. Yes. So, what is your deceit roll? So, my deceit is a four... Plus two, that's a six. Well, you've done it. Yay. Everyone, you can feel the room is starting to heat up. You are aware from Ro calling out about this that it's Ro doing it. Nobody here has ever seen Ro throw this kind of power into this space before, or just ever. This is the strongest use of her fey magic that any of you have seen. And we're going to cut back to last night. Roa, you are sitting with Warden Beaumont under the moonlight with Fendra Lilu present. You asked him to summon Fendra Lilu because you needed to understand more about yourself to be prepared to really try to throw this power around without hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to find the place inside you where you know what you want to do and make it happen. Make me feel warm now. It is a cold night. Okay. Um, and Ro puts her hands on Bender Lilu's shoulders and just kind of looks down and like closes her eyes and squints really hard. Do it slowly. Patiently. Don't try to force it. If I can't do this now, I... I never have to think when I do this because it is who I am. It is also part of who you are. So become comfortable with that part of yourself and make me warm. Okay. All right. You sit there just sort of trying to focus your attention away from all of the thoughts of the world around you and try to push down your impatience and try to just keep all those thoughts of 
whether or not you can do this away and just find that space inside of yourself where you know this is something that you can do and it takes longer than you want it to but you start to feel some connection to that part of yourself that was always just innate you realize that anytime you've ever used your power you've never had to think about it except re until recently and you're trying to find your way back to that space but on purpose and Fendra Lilu's little face lights up in a smile as her cheeks turn rosy red. And now this room is getting quite warm. Both Rowan and the Body Snatcher are terribly uncomfortable with the situation, as Rowan is, of course, also a Winter Court uh, fae. But more importantly, the Body Snatcher is really just off balance uh, as the air around it is saturated with the magic of summer and it is extremely displeased. Dez, what's up? All right, um, is it still is it still uh, moving towards uh, Beaumont? Yes, it is. It's practically upon him. Okay, she casts Laganta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me that Laganta. I'm sailing away. That's Set discipline, right? Course. If you're going to use it as a rote, then yes. All right, four. Okay, given the uh, immense amount of issues it's having, uh, you are going to successfully root it in place for the moment. Haha. <laughs> it is it is struggling against a lot of factors uh, right now, and it is having a very bad time of it. And now it has spectral energy binding it into the spot where it stands as it tries to sort of wriggle itself to sort of like extend these now pseudopod-like limbs out toward Beaumont. Sylvester. Oh, hey, what's up? What you doing? Uh, uh kick head. Okay, you know that Dez has rooted it in place. Yeah. And it does have that nice temporary aspect placed on there. So if you want to use that to your advantage, you can absolutely throw a fate point at me to really try and nail this guy. Yes. Okay. All right, my dude. Give me that roll. Yay. Am I just rolling fists for this or what? You're going to have to roll uh, athletics to cross to the other side of the room. Okay. So... Uh, and then, yeah, that's going to be a two, I think. Okay, well, that's four. Again, you you vault over the <laughs> easily and use that force into uh, your your big old kick. Okay. Uh, make that kick at a minus one. Okay, so that's a six. And if you throw a fate point at me, you can use that uh, scene tag against it for two more. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, lucky you because it was rolling a seven against everything that it's dealing with right now. So yes, you do manage to just put a boot right in its head and you can see that it is, it is struggling to maintain control over its own form. It is almost coming apart at the seams and you know that you have inflicted an extreme consequence 
on this monster. The extreme consequence is ripped apart by the Bane. Ah. On the other side of the room, uh, Alfonso has decided that he is also going to make a dash attempt across, but his action is interrupted as something reflexive happens from this fey. Uh. The body snatcher surrounds the ground around it in a sheet of ice. Bro, you are saturating the room with this summer magic, this this warmth and this radiance, but this thing is more powerful than you, and in its local zone, it overpowers that sensation, and it turns the ground around it to ice. Everyone around needs to make an immediate athletics check versus uh, falling prone, including Alfonso rushing in. Athletics is three on this one. Ah, uh, three. That's a five. That is an eight for me on account of my, uh, on account of the conviction I'm adding to it. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Negative three. Des is down. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Um, I'm gonna say that that breaks the concentration on, uh, actually, I'm gonna have you roll a discipline versus the difference to uh, maintain control. So that's going to be a six that you need to make. <laughs> Great. Yeah, because I just rolled four negatives, so <laughs> rolling is my I mean, good thing. What are the odds of doing that twice? Alright, uh, so I did a five discipline, actually. I, I'm going to say that this is the same rules as um, controlling power from spellcasting for this, so if you want to take one point of backlash to keep control of Liganta, then you can. I would like to. Okay, fair enough. Oh, also there's a mental stress. <laughs> Rowan, having been sort of caught in this mixture of elemental magic from the Fae, is off her game and she actually slips and falls, as does Warden Beaumont. And Alfonso also not expecting this to happen it catches him by surprise and he goes skidding past uh and tumbles into rowan and they just sort of knock each other over uh away from the main combat and the body snatcher sees the warden has fallen and says if i can't have an albion mocking it in joseph beaumont's voice then I guess a Warden of the White Council will be a fine prize. And he reaches to snap Beaumont's vertebrae. You see his hands connect with Beaumont's face, and he is right in motion to start turning, and Beaumont is resisting with everything he has. And then, right behind them, you realize Fendra Lilu has flown over and opened a way. And from the other side of that way, you hear a voice bellow, Nyari sail. And the strongest gust of wind that you have ever seen oh burst through the door. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You can tell from something about it, this is a hot gust of summer wind coming from the other side of this opened way. 
and you hear Alfonso uh, just sort of muttering, is that Hungarian? As boosh! This blast of summer wind rushes through and eviscerates the body snatcher, spraying ectoplasm in chunks across the room as it screams in an in intense agony as it is ripped apart. And stepping through the opened way is Marcus Walbrook, who says, yes! Titania sends her regards. Quality programming, right to your pocket.